back of your neck. You turn quickly around, only to gasp in terror as you realize it came from the Midwest. Hello, and thank you for adjusting your car's radio to the It Came from the Midwest, a horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. And Aaron. So go ahead and park, turn that volume up, because this week we are watching The Lost Boys. It's a good one. Welcome back to Vampire Month, the last episode of Vampire Month. And welcome back to the show, Aaron. That's me. Because you made me struggle through the intro alone last week. No, I thought you did a good job. I hated it. No, it was very sweet. I hated it. Well, it was sweet. Along with it being our last episode for Vampire Month, also want to point out, it is our anniversary show. We started this podcast one year ago. Once again, taking this time, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. If you've shared the podcast, if you've told people about the podcast, we greatly, greatly appreciate the help. We've had a lot of hiccups for the show. We've had a lot of great things with the show, and we enjoy just working on it and hopefully keep growing the show and see where the next year takes us. Yeah, I really love hearing, especially from people who I know at least that listen to it that I see sometimes on, you know, the offhand. And they're like, oh my god, my husband listens to your stuff when we go walking. Or, oh, I love listening to your show every Monday morning when I go to work. So it's just really cool to hear that and appreciate all you guys. And I hope that you guys like the new formats and all the things that are to come in the next year yeah we got some more stuff we're trying to plan on and to the show we'll see i don't want to say anything about what we're trying to do until we actually have them yeah you'll see them you'll be here the big thing as you heard last week was like the new format this episode we got really loosey-goosey with it because we have guests on here but before i get to them once again just congratulations to gene and dave last week for getting a correct guest for from dusk till dawn and then we had a correct guest for this week's episode too which was once again Dave. Dave is out here looking at these clues and being like, what's uh, Pepe Sylvia? <laughs> he's like, oh my God, the connections. I see them. The Charlie Day meme where yeah. he's just like kind of like scrunched up, <laughs> pointing at the board. Dave gets the Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> but you know, this was uh, every once in a while we'll get a movie that's really, really hard to get clues for because we try to find like a nice balance between like, Oh, it's not too obvious, but it's still all like helpful for what obscure, the movie will be. Obscure, but not too obscure. Yeah. The Lost Boys is almost impossible. There's just too many like iconic scenes to make it obscure. If you know the theme's Vampire Month and I show you a picture of like a carnival or a theme park, you automatically go to that. Yeah. If I go comic book, then you're going to go to that. If I go Chinese food, you're going to go to that because of like the rice and the maggot scene. Right any 80s inspired stuff if i put a saxophone on there for lost boys you're gonna be like oh it's the lost boys you missed an opportunity to put the angels because Corey. i feel like that would have been a little i know it's super obscure but still but before we go any further let's talk about things we are excited about in the horror genre in coming attractions coming soon a drive-in near you. 
Welcome back to Coming Attractions, talking about things we are excited about coming out into theaters, TV, video games, books, what have you, anything in the horror community. Aaron, what are you excited for? Well, I was already excited for Nope, but like now I'm even more excited for Nope because we saw a new trailer when we watched The Black Phone, and I'm super... I'm almost more excited about Nope just to have the conversation with people to go like, what does it mean? All of his movies are conversation pieces, and I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I won't say too much, though, because some people don't like to watch oh, trailers. Oh, no, I don't want to say anything about, like, the trailers, because I know there's people that have explicitly right now have done the thing where, like, they go into, like, Twitter and they block any mention of Jordan Peele yeah. or Nope or anything so they don't get spoiled anything. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you do it where you're like, I'm not going to watch a trailer before the movie. Mm-hmm. Is it fun to do that? Absolutely. Because we did that for Paranormal Activity or not Paranormal Activity. No, we did that for the British one. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember. It's something like Paranormal. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yes. That's what it was. I was. Great movie. I love that movie. I think that movie's great. That's what was pissing me off because I'm like, what the fuck was that movie? Because I knew it was kind of a pun. I mean, if you watch an A24 movie, watching the trailer is kind of like not knowing anything. Uh, Sometimes. I'm telling you, if you go into man, be ready. Turns out the villain was men. Yeah, it turns out the villain was men. Side note, watch The Black Phone. If you love the acting of the kids (sighs) in It 2017, you'll love the acting of these kids in The Black Phone. Also, Ethan Hawke is ripped. This is a different little tangent. Yes, go see The Black Phone. Is it my favorite movie of the year? No, but it might be my favorite horror movie of the year. Interesting. Listen, there's no way. There's just no way. I can, like I I know <laughs> this is a horror podcast. There is no way that a film is going to get better than Everything Everywhere All at Once I for know. me this year. I know. It's so good. Like, that's the movie that I have to be like, every film has to clear that movie. And there's some stuff I'm looking forward to, like that 10,000 Years of Longing, because it's George Miller. Mm -hmm. I'm super pumped for that. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to beat everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a great movie. That being said, Black Phone, fucking awesome. So then what are you excited for? You know... I'm going to put Smile on there. Okay, that does look like an interesting movie. Oh, Blumhouse has a new opening and it looks really cool. There we go. Also that. Oh, yeah, you're, that's what you're talking about. If you go to see the black phone, you know, like the, the Blumhouse logo used to be like that, that haunted house, like the spinning chair and the little girl walking Now it kind of has all of their movie properties yeah. in their opening. It's like a camera is stationed in the woods and it's pulling back. As it pulls back, it cuts through different scenes. Or images that have to relate to different... Yeah, like the purges in there. Yeah, it starts off like in the woods and Michael Myers comes behind a tree and it goes into a house and like the lights turn off and then the masks from the purge mm-hmm. light up. It goes through like another hallway and the dark shadow that like points at the doorway from Insidious. I think there was an invisible man in there too. What I'm saying is from the very start, <laughs> from the production companies just showing us yeah. their logos and shit. It was super cool. Yeah. But yeah, Smile. Because I... I think it was Maverick that we got the teaser trailer for Smile that mm-hmm. that literally was just like pictures of people smiling. Yeah. I'm intrigued me, like... because I think the easiest thing is that I've already seen people do it go, didn't we already get this movie of Truth or Dare? I don't think so. Well, I'm talking about Truth or Dare had the like yeah, no, the I morphed know. smile. Yeah. This, it's nobody doing that morphed smile, but it's somehow more unnerving than the Truth or Dare thing. It's giving me like, and I never played the game, but I think it's called We Happy Few. 
and it feels a little yeah. bit unnerving like that game. So I'm interested to see. It's got like a really kind of spooky vibe on it. And like the big thing that sells me is that fucking little jump scare they have at the very end of the trailer. Yes. With the girls. Yeah. yeah, I won't say say anything. I'm saying the girls. I didn't say anything. We need to talk about another coming attraction that I don't think we mentioned in our intro. The fact that next month is not only a new theme, but it's our 50th episode. Yes. And... We're going to do something super special. I mean, we're going to try really hard. We're vacationing soon again. I'm I'm leaving the state once more. Well, we are leaving the state. We're leaving the state together and going to some fun stuff. And when we get back, hopefully we have a house to move into. So that's cool, too. Yeah, we're in the process of trying to move, too. So, that's so we have fun. a lot of stuff. But next month's theme is aquatic horror. Aquatic horror. Because water is scary. But stay water, hydrated. Water, water everywhere, but all the drops will kill you. I would say something about it, but it might be one of the movies we watch, so I won't. But there's one aquatic horror movie I'm thinking of in particular that really freaks me out. Can you guess? Old? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It pisses me off. The movie you're talking about or old? Old. Because I know how that comic ends. And M. Night Shyamalan was like, not that doesn't end right i need a twist in my movie i'm still confused with what movie you're talking about i if i say it what if it becomes sure but you're just you're looking at me like you wanted me to say i don't know what you want me to do here the shallows is that what it's called yeah the shallows the one where she's stuck on the rock yeah we we've seen it yeah i know but if we watch for the podcast now everyone knows no we won't watch it for the podcast that movie freaks me out though it'd be such a good movie for the podcast No, we won't watch it for the podcast, but if you haven't seen The Shallows, watch it. It's really good. In the shallows. No. Shallows. No, please, God. But next week is our 50th episode. It is Aquatic Horror Month. We'll start putting those clues out there. We will try our best to have an episode every single week in July, but like we said, we are going on vacation soon. We are moving so the turnaround after the first week of July might be a little rough trying to get an episode out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll try. It just might not happen. So be prepared for that. <laughs> be prepared. This week's episode is our anniversary show. So we thought it would be fun to invite some guests. So we have on this episode of the podcast, The Fright of Your Life podcast with Riley and Tara. Y'all, you need to listen to them because they funny and they're cool. My nose itches so bad. <laughs> I can't stop. Uh. So they're on this episode. We thought it would be a lot of fun to bring somebody on and we love them so much. And we gave them the goal. We like... We didn't say, hey, we're doing the Lost Boys. We said, give us a vampire movie, and that's what they chose, which they chose correctly. It's a great movie. I love the Lost Boys. And you'll see we enjoyed ourselves. So how about we stop just chatting about dumb shit and just go into the episode? (laughs) All right. All right. This week's episode is The Lost Boys with the Fright of Your Life podcast. And now... On with the show.
Michael and Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. from 1987 from director Joel Schumacher written by Jeffrey I think it's pronounced Boehm story by Jan Fisher and James I think it's Jeremiah so I'm going to try to butcher that through here <laughs> we're going to welcome to the show Friday Your Life podcast how's it going Ooh, that's us we're good Hi. Nice yes. to meet you Tara no I want you to <laughs> we're good <laughs> Riley how am I Tara's great that's true <laughs> So this was kind of exciting. We gave you guys the choice. We told you the month was Vampire Month, and we said, choose the movie. And I'll say, from my perspective, you chose correctly. Why did we choose The Lost Boys? Well, we both had a short list yeah. of vampire movies that we went over that were nearly identical. Like, the only thing that was, was different really was funny. I had Jacob's Wife, and you had something else. What did I have on my list? But they were so nearly identical. We were like, let the right one in. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. Lost Boys. And we just thought, like, Lost Boys is so fun. And so yeah. summery and just like, yeah, it was I the right vibe. That. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's also Lost Boys is kind of unique for Aaron and I's relationship because like the, what was that? Like the first month of dating, we went to Horror Hound Weekend. Yeah, it was something like that. It wasn't too long after we started dating. I don't think it was the first month, but it was like the second or third. Yeah, yeah and they had like beautiful. a little mini Lost Boys reunion there <gasps> for one of their anniversary. They didn't, ha- they didn't have like Kiefer Sutherland or anybody there. They had mm-hmm. Corey uh, Feldman. They had Corey Hell Feldman. Yeah. He would, wouldn't he? No. Yeah. <laughs> he would. We got a story, fam. Well, we got a story about later. Corey Feldman later on. We met we the um, composer of Cry yeah, Little Sister. Come back. Let's go. And, and we had, got to see Sax Guy. Yeah, Tim <gasps> Capella was there and he did a concert. I would have fallen to my knees. Yeah. It was amazing. It. <laughs> and then they had a couple of the other. The Lost Boys that weren't Kiefer Sutherland. They were right. there too. Or yeah. Alex the Winter. other Lost Boys. <laughs> or Alex Winter. Yeah. Dwayne and James, I think. Good for you, Tara. So I, think that's I looked it, it up. <laughs> I wanted to know. I will, I will say this much. They were, uh, the Lost Boys were not excited for Corey Feldman to be there. It was. Nah. It I can was imagine that. Is it because he killed them? Uh, no, it's I don't he's know. He's kind of an ass. Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah, he walked in late to like their full session with like his angels kind of following behind, and I was uh, like, okay, like I know you make creative music, but at the same time, like, mm. <laughs> Corey, or Corey. We, we were standing in line to get an autograph from him. We were in line for about forty-five minutes. He was not showing up, and then somebody from his team came down and just kind of scoured the line. 
and they came up because one of the employees at Horror Hound was like, where is he at? He's supposed to be here like 45 minutes ago. And they said, he refuses to come down until his line is longer. Oh, and so we left. God. So we left. Oh my that. God. That, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but good God, that sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? The Lost Boys. <laughs> there so we true. go. But Brandon you know who does that. suck? The who Lost sucks? Boys. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> So this is going to be a little bit different than our usual episodes. We're just going to completely break down the entire movie and kind of go through it plot beat by beat or however you want to say that. But here we go. So we have the Lost Boys. We open up flying over Santa Carla here with one of the best opening tracks of any movie. It rocks so hard. That's so I good. actually grew up near-ish where this movie was filmed. I grew up in Palo Alto, which is like oh, yeah. 30 to 40 minutes away from Santa Cruz, which is where a lot of the boardwalk stuff was because mm-hmm. there is a boardwalk on the beach there. Uh, the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in the warm California sun <laughs> boardwalk. <laughs> uh, Northern California kids will go crazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, it was like Drew Monson on YouTube was like, You'll know what I'm talking about. And I watched it and I was like, Riley, do you know what this is? Or something like that. If you know, you know. know. And if (laughs) you don't know, now you know. (laughs) When we fly into the boardwalk, we have the Lost Boys walking around and they start screwing around on the carousel, which this is my comment about this scene. There's a policeman just hanging out on the carousel. As you do. (laughs) He's just vibing. As you do. Was he like riding on the pony? He was like, hey, what's going on over there? He's looking out for hot goth teens trying to start a rumble. Yo, there's some sexy vampires here, you guys. (laughs) Literally, it's so funny. Holy moly. Well, here's like a fun fact I'm going to bring up beforehand. There was like originally a whole bunch of directors that were going to direct this movie before they settled on Joel Schumacher. I don't know if you were aware that Richard Donner almost directed this. No. Because he he produced the movie. It's the guy who did the original Superman movie. That's why I saw the name somewhere. (laughs) Because he's the producer. And then the Goonies. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he he produced the movie. I think he was filming, I don't remember what other movie came out at the same time, but he got caught up doing that, so he decided just to produce it. That rocks. Uh, they almost had... I saw, um, was Mary Lambert Mary one? Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mary Lambert. That would have been cool. Amazing. I mean, this movie's very cool as it is, but that would have been really cool. My comment about this is that because they settled on Joel Schumacher, which I think is the correct choice, because we have a gay man that directed this movie... This movie is very focused on the fine-looking gentleman in this movie. The aesthetic of this movie. I feel like this was also just, like, really central to 80s aesthetic overall. Just, like, the specific vibe of the Lost Boys. Yeah. And, like, anything referential to the 80s now, like Stranger Things, like the It remake, you can feel so much Lost Boys energy in those projects. But, no, it's like the Lost Boys thing immediately because we see the carnival on the boardwalk and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, the dairy cart. Like, that was where I was freaking out. I was like, oh, God, a gay man's going to die. Well, I just feel like everything from this hair... Hera, <laughs> like the goddess. <laughs> Everything from this era feels like hot, like but it's like H A W T. You know what yes. I mean? Like oh it my just God, feels very <laughs> yes. All the boys are hot. They're so hot. There's so much curly hair. There's really a lot yes. to admire. The ramen noodle and hair. <laughs> Dude. It's, yes. It's just a lot. It's a <laughs> like... spectacle. Well, we have the police officer. He does kick the boys out of the, the, I almost said carnival. It's not a carnival. It's a boardwalk, but he kicks them out of there. He's on his way back to his car. And we hear like the little chittering noise of the lost yes. boys. They come swooping out of the sky and they pick up the cop and they drag him off into the sky, which 
my offensive joke of this is like, oh, look, pigs do fly. There you hey. go. Hey. Got him. Today's the day. <laughs> That's this movie does love an ominous like aerial shot of some of something yes. happening to someone <laughs> and you know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the way the cop car's door came off that I was like, what a poorly made vehicle. <laughs> you would think there'd be, it'd be a little more reinforced. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a teen boy can rip that off. And then we cut to our next scene here that we're introduced to our main characters of this movie. We have the families coming in. We've got the mom who is Lucy. We've got Michael and we've got... Why did it just draw a blank on his Sam. name? Sam. Uh, I forgot so many times. Well, the, my problem is like, I know it's Sam, but I always just look at him and go, it's Corey Haynes. <laughs> fair. So fair. And so much of my notes just say the kid. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite thing about this is they're pulling into Santa Carla here and the dog is in the back and the dog <laughs> is just chilling, like passed out, sleeping on the window too. It's incredible. What a good boy. He's so beautiful. I love that dog. That dog is a real MVP of this movie. That dog is looking out. Yes. That dog cares. Hell I forgot. Yeah. I was going to check because I'm like, this is about the same time. If it was the same dog in this that was in the thing. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, I don't, really I don't cool. know. Let's just say it. Let's let's lie on His the podcast. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> but they're coming into Santa Carla here and they see the big billboard on the other side of it. It says murder capital of the world. Let's go. Uh, here is the fun fact for that. That was not put there by the movie. Santa Monica was known for a while as being the murder capital of the world. Proudly advertised. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they had like three serial killers in the area. There was like 23 murders in the span of like three years or something like that. Man. So something that just worked out for the filming of this movie, I suppose. Yeah. It might as well have been vampires that did it, right? right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> But we found out the family's going through a hard time. I think the mom just went through a divorce mm-hmm. is what it was. They're coming to stay with her grandfather, or not her grandfather, her father. Is it her father yeah. or is it the grandfather? Yeah, it's her dad and the kids. Yeah, okay. Because I know that I think they all just say grandpa the entire time. Yep. So I'm not sure that's, you know, it's like the great grandfather type thing. grandpa. No, that's so real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the family grandpa. What's the gramps, gramps? Gramps from fucking them. All right. I'm going off topic. I'm sorry. That's going to happen a lot. <laughs> that's Okay. <laughs> We do that here. <laughs> that, that's what my note is here. I've got the grandfather that they pull up to the porch and he's laying on the ground playing dead. <laughs> yes. Come up oh and my God. That's right. I'm like, how many times like talking to Aaron about this? How many times have I done that to you? The nodding transfers quite well via podcast and audio form. <laughs> <laughs> I resigned. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. No, all I can think of is like, I wrote after I saw that, I was like, dad, next time we're just going to bury you. So you're so good at playing dead. Honest like, to God, you gotta be, when you get to a certain age, you got to be careful playing dead. Yeah. <laughs> they might take it too seriously. <laughs> and also like, cause the thing is, and the mom is Diane Weist, who I'm in love with because of Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Um, so the whole time I'm like, Diane Weist goes and does this. And I'm like, I have to stop that. <laughs> but, She's like trying to wake up the dad, her dad, and she's like, oh, he's just a heavy sleeper. I'm like, but why is he sleeping face down on the porch, mom? <laughs> An excellent Honestly, point. relate. When it gets yeah, hot honestly, out, you know, yeah, it's, hard to, it's hard to think of the right thing to do. When you don't have a hammock. <laughs> when you don't have a hammock. <laughs> yeah. You got to make something else you beat your hammock. What are you to do? But they come in through the house and they see grandfather's lovely room of death. That he's got hitting it in the corner. His Texas chainsaw room, obsessed. Yeah. Oh. 
my favorite thing is like they go to the fridge and he's got a shelf in there that he's got just marked off. It says old fart that he's got his beer. <laughs> and I think he's got some sort of candy bar in there. Boppers. Mm-hmm. Did, did anybody else ever have a grandfather do that? I did not. I did not have a, my grandpa did not have like a grandpa shelf in the fridge that I couldn't touch. <laughs> oh, my grandfather totally did. <laughs> I love that. He had That's one awesome. in the freezer and he had one in the fridge and the one in the fridge was all of his beer. The one in the freezer, he would keep snicker bars in there and eat them like popsicles Ooh. or something. That's really That's cute. smart. I love That's that. That's a good that idea. Smart. My grandparents would keep glasses in the fridge so you could have a cold glass. I think oh, so you didn't have to make my ice. My dad does that. Cool. Go off. Mike is so smart. Genius. But as they're equating themselves to the grandfather, he makes a, uh, what was it? He says, population problem. He says, like, Santa Carla would have a, a population problem if all the dead were to stand up and walk around. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't that everywhere, though? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> It's like that thing where it's it's like it's like a quote from some book where it's like more people are alive now than have ever died and it's like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think like that's so. impossible. They gave the grandpa a lot of lines in here that I'm like are they just doing that because he's grandpa or did they just really not know, you know, what to say because at one point during this whole situation too Sam pops in and he's like grandpa do you have a tv he's like I got a tv guide there's no need for a tv and I'm like I don't think that's how that works but <laughs> there's so many he's things. like I read my tv yeah, I was like am I supposed to be picking up on something that I'm not picking up on or is he are they just like he's weird do you get it <laughs> literally literally <laughs> he's a wacko I also want to take this moment to point out they come in they notice the taxidermy room and then immediately Michael is just lifting weights <laughs> yes. like where does he get that from like where does he he has like a full like barbell or something like it's the 80s manifested it's the 80s yeah they're everywhere he's a sexy teen he has to be lifting weights what's to be done what is it is it the goonies with josh brolin where he I just was, hangs out in yes. the house and he's doing like the little like stretchy thing that's exactly what i was thinking of so then we cut to what might listen this movie's hard to like pinpoint like your favorite scene in this movie but this is definitely one of them for me is the concert scene with them all on the beach. That's Saxophone. Where we have Tim Capello playing the saxophone, grinding up on the mic, all oiled up, singing, I still believe. It's so awesome. Incredible. It's so awesome. Wait, I found the best Etsy listing in the entire world today. <gasps> this is like a compulsive thing I do where every time I watch a movie, I just go see what people are cooking up on Etsy because they're always making crazy things. Yo. And if I may read the title of this listing, Please. six, yes, six pin badges of the greatest saxophone player in a movie ever lost boys <laughs> oh, there he is there's two god. of the six yes. oh my god it's just, it's just six yes six <laughs> yes six. they were so right for that they really were and I, I, when the episode drops i'm gonna like post some pictures and when we went to the con because tim capello was there and he wore the cow like the outfit he oh wore for the god. movie the yeah. entire weekend I would. And That's I'm, incredible. And then he did the concert. He played I Still Believe, had the saxophone, and I don't know how old he's got to be right now. He's at he least... He looks his, like exactly the same as joking. he was in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and oh, he's still, like, amazing. coming in. He's still bumping and grinding with the saxophone, having a good old time. Was he oily? Yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure he was kind of sparkly. Yeah, <laughs> at least. I think the only thing is that, like, he's not wearing a shirt in the movie. I think he's got, like, a full pink bodysuit now that he wears. Fair enough. He's in his 60s. Sometimes you get old. That's okay. Yeah. He still tours around the country, too. That's so I awesome. 
as he should as he should yeah as he should but while this is going on we're introduced to star making her way through the crowd and michael just keeps giving her like a mad dog look at her like he's mad i don't know why he's so fucking angry for real he's looking at her like a creep like Like, i don't know i would walk away too his direction was like smolder at her and he was like yeah got it and that's what he came up with but it's so frightening (laughs) yeah he's pissed (sighs) He said, you are too mm, beautiful, mad. lady. It pisses me off. <laughs> oh, talk me. I angie. <laughs> <laughs> Except that he wants her to talk me uh, so bad that he runs after her when she leaves the concert. Oh, she does. And who does that yep. piss off? That pisses off. Oh, the sexiest version of Kiefer Sutherland we've ever had in our lives, I think. Come on. <laughs> Good Lord almighty. I was surprised to find out, too. I think he was 17 when they did this movie. <gasps> Delete Whoa. everything I said about him being sexy. <laughs> Riley, jail. No. Jail. <laughs> Prison. Whoops. That was my landmine I had waiting in here for someone to go like, oh, isn't Keith Sutherland so hot? I've been set up. I've been had. Hoodwinked. <laughs> Shit. Okay. But it's like his attitude that he's, Ugh, he hit on my girl. That makes him cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> It's like he's either in love with him or wants to kill him. It's hard to say. Literally. And it's also like, if if somebody's like hitting on your girlfriend, I mean, I guess I'm asking like a teenage boy in an 80s movie to have like regular person logic that even sometimes <laughs> teenage boys today or adult men in the 80s didn't or don't have, uh, which is get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. Have a glass of water. Yeah. You're fine. Like. While this is going on, too, we find out that Lucy goes into the video store, applies for a job. This is where she meets Max. I want those puffy shoulder, like, fucking coat he has. Like, I want to look like a fucking Dorito. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He's serving looks. And I know this is a spoiler for later on, but if you have not seen The Lost Boys at this point, who the fuck (laughs) are you? watch it. You're me two days ago. (laughs) Ooh, wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) But just the fact of that, my spoiler is that he's a vampire. We know he's a vampire mm-hmm. by the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. The idea of a vampire running a video store is such an appealing concept to me. No, that's I love so it. Fucking cool. And it's also such a good way to, that they try to throw us off um, his scent because, like, the Lost Boys come in and they like are generally like lost boys <laughs> and they walk around it's sort of like they walk around they don't even do anything they just walk around very loudly and they circle back to this girl at the cash register and they're all like hey um and they go we only come here to look at one thing and then she's like Ee-hee-hee, and they leave menace <laughs> and he's like these boys get out of my store and i was like oh they must not know each other <laughs> that's i feel like this movie is really good at throwing you off his trail like multiple times oh yeah in a very smart way and like bringing you on and throwing you yeah. back off like, it's so smart You're like oh well it can't be him because they addressed that so early on right 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 but it is him. we come in the store to see one thing the standee of european vacation in the background yeah! i come into the store to see the standee of kiss of the spider woman <laughs> i go so hard for that movie I come in to see ed herman because i love him like anytime they show the video store it's me always looking in the background trying to see Where's the vampire movie? Where's the vampire poster? Because I know there's oh, going to be something yeah. here. Yep. And then my favorite thing about watching this movie is we were watching it and Aaron's spending the entire time going like, oh, gross. Look at their outfits. But then the very next scene is like, oh, their outfits are so fucking cool. I no, wish I had that I outfit. talk about Sam's outfits. He has the coolest shirts. <gasps> yeah. Like, shut the he front does. door. 
I'm going to spoil something for later. He has a shirt that literally has like a crude drawing of Shrek on it. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want it. I want most of That's his outfits. Incredible. He dresses like yeah. disposable paper cups, you know, like from the 90s. Of, like the yeah, radical yes. designs yeah. on it. Yes. yes. Oh, Ooh, that goes back to my childhood because my family ran a gas station. So we had those disposable oh, cups throughout oh, the 90s and into the 2000s. That's awesome. It's iconic. Truly. But we focus on Sam. He's walking around the boardwalk going past like some giant paper mache heads that look like Punch and Judy dolls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you missed that they were giving ear piercings at the cir- like at the carnival. I missed that I was too. Like, yeah. That seems unsanitary. Oh. That's how you get an infection. And that's how he talks to Star because she's yeah. like, if you're trying to get your ear pierced, like, don't let them do it. Let me pierce your ear. Hot. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, ama- like, do you want a date? I can poke a hole in your body right now. <laughs> I will make a physical hole in you. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's go. Do it. We have Sam. He goes into the comic book store. This is where he meets the Frog Brothers. My we've God. got Corey Feldman. And we've got Jameson Newlander as Edgar and Ellen Frog. I think which... you mean we have <clears throat> Corey Feldman. <laughs> I feel like I need to I'm I'm I feel like I didn't say it earlier and now I'm embarrassed to ask, but what is the Corey Feldman lore? Is he just like a jerk? Or is there something that everyone knows that I don't know? Um, I think it's just that he's a jerk. He's just yeah, a jerk. it's like kind yeah, of he fraud. just like evolved into a guy who creates really um experimental kind of odd music, and he has like women that follow him around called, called his the angels. angels. Oh, and... that I didn't realize that was. Oh, oh my oh. god! Look it up on YouTube when we're done here. Like the Corey Feldman, like what was it? Like the Today Show that Got he performed. It. Yeah, it was like on. Good Morning America or something. Or something right. where yeah, he's like, I, I learned to dance from Michael Jackson, and he's up there like spinning around singing. <laughs> Like, he had a really he rough go of it, but I, I, he didn't turn out great. I feel great. bad shitting on him, but he's yeah. been such a like nasty dude whenever I've yeah. seen him at conventions and stuff. Right. Because at this time, like because he was a child actor, he had a whole bunch of problems going on. At this time, when they were filming this movie, he had a coke problem. Yeah, that's oh, that's just so sad. And like, so sad. it's an explanation for why he sucks as an adult, but like, it's not an excuse. Right, but it's not. still like you're yeah, a shitty guy. Like, right. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't like, want to like shit on him because it's like right. I love when people like pursue their dreams or whatever if they want to do all that. But like, at the same time, people around you like really loved you or looked yeah. up to you, and you're like, oh fuck you guys, you're not really important enough. And it's like, okay, just don't be an asshole. And also, like, I don't know, any man who is followed around by a harem of women who have a group title, I don't... <laughs> Does not bode well. Oh, they literally just dress up like angels, too. Yeah. Ooh, I hate that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just needed to know. Everyone's like, oh, Corey Feldman. I'm like, wow. But um, anyway, why does he talk like that? <laughs> why is he doing that voice? <laughs> I figured it was just because the last name is Edgar and Ellen Frog. So he was like, oh, I have to have, like, a frog in my voice. Like, how would a frog <laughs> speak if he were yeah. a human man? <laughs> But he's in the comic book store where we are introduced to the comic book Vampires Everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm sure since Riley's from the area too, I think she knows the lore with this comic book. That comic book, I think there's one in existence. I did not there's know made... that. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh. There's one in existence. It's still out there. There is a comic book store that is in Santa Carla that the comic book store owner owns that one copy. It is signed <gasps> by the cast. And if you go to visit the comic book store, he'll let you hold it, take a picture with it. That is so awesome. That's really I love cool. that. Like I have a I friend that, that was out there that did that because her favorite movie was The Lost Boys. So they went out there and got a picture <sighs> that with rocks. it. 
That's so fucking cool. They also offered to buy it from him, and he said, "There's no amount of money yeah. that you would possibly offer me that I will yeah, sell it to you." I love that. On. That's really cool. It's also, I don't know if it's right now. The kid, the kids are like, "Yeah, we've run this place. This is our comic book store, huh?" And like, do they? I know. I said, "How old are these children?" It seems like they yeah. do. It seems like they own and operate this comic book store. Like, I think they I made an offhanded like... thing where they said their parents own it. They just that makes sense. Oh, but I don't know if that was there or not. I feel inclined to believe that they own it. Sorry. <laughs> right? like, like, so much about these characters feels like they're like otherworldly beings or like they're like written as adults. And then they're like, you know, it'd be really fucking funny if we just cast two kids. <laughs> and don't address it. Well, if I learned anything from the movie Licorice Pizza is that a 15 year old can own and operate a business. Listen. Go. <laughs> Twitter's gonna blow oh, up. Oh, and they again. give him the vampire <laughs> comics and they're like, study this shit, because this happens here. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> they're like, it'll it save your life one day. <laughs> straight up, there are vampires. And then they're like, here's our number on the back. Yeah. Go ahead and call <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. Like, I won't call you. <laughs> He's like, pray you never have to. That's how I give anyone my number. It's on the back of the vampire. <laughs> pray you never have to use this. <laughs> We cut back to Michael, and he's. This is where he's with Kiefer and the boys, and they're heading off into the night, riding their motorbikes on the sand. Oh yeah, they like Kiefer. I don't remember Dave. Dave challenges Michael to like a bike race for Star's yeah. honor or something. Across the sandy dunes of California. I was worried about them. They're kicking up so much sand. I'm like, somebody must have gone blind. That's Yo. a good point. Like, some stunt person must have just been like, I actually cannot see anymore. Like, like, the sand combined with the vampire contacts. I cannot remember what the song was playing at this point in time, but I swore to God, I thought it was hilarious because I thought it was saying, sands, like at the beginning of every line, <laughs> oh my God. sands. It wasn't, but like. Oh, that makes sense what my note means now. I have sand in the night. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck does night. that mean? Sands oh. in the night. Like I was like, Wait, oh man, this song so was like funny. made for this this scene in particular. <laughs> Which I haven't addressed how good the soundtrack for this movie is. It's so <laughs> it's good. The, the soundtrack for the Lost Boys is unmatched. That's my tweet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted those exact words yesterday because <laughs> it's just true. It is so. No good. one does it. But better. they're they're racing off into the night and then they're riding through the fog. And what it is is he's trying to outgun him, I guess, and trying to ag him on because he doesn't realize that. They're going to ride over the cliff side here. So, haha, ha, oh, funny yeah. prank. Terrifying. He ends up like turning just at the right time to like avoid going to his impending doom. And Kiefer yeah. Sutherland's just like, haha, bro, sick. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Drives off yeah. into the night. They're like, chill. We're all friends now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts during that whole thing is where, uh, is his name Michael? Michael and Dave? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. Michael and Dave. So, Michael like gets pissed, right? And then he's like, just you. Just you. Oh yeah. Just you. I'm like, bro, one v one me right now. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we get it. Like you just just him. (laughs) It's aggro. Yeah, because like he like says something to him and the boys all kind of like square up and he's like, No. (laughs) Dishonorable. (laughs) Don't you gang up on me, (laughs) you animals. You're all vampires. I'm just a little guy. (laughs) <laughs> way the logic in this works i'm like all right everyone just sit around and watch us yeah honestly <laughs> we go back to the household and it's mom putting sam to bed talking about leaving the closet door open and she goes 
oh, this is why I divorced your dad, too, is because he didn't believe that there were closet monsters. She's like, we can and joke about this. that's why we're going to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we have a playful little relationship. <laughs> oh, and the, but that's the thing. In the, in the closet is the fucking taxidermy beaver that Grandpa made for him. So they're like, oh, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's that weird running joke they have throughout the entire movie that Grandpa uh, just, just keeps leaving taxidermy things in there like he's a cat. Which I, it's like, look, yeah. I killed this for you. I read a fan theory that people think that Grandpa is a half vampire as well. Oh, I saw that too. And that his like secret stash of beer in the fridge is like blood that he drinks to keep <gasps> his bloodlust at bay, which I kind of like. I, I buy it. Yeah, I buy I'm it. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna anger and alienate a lot of people, so you can cut this out. But that is very Morbius <laughs> of him. Ooh. It's morbid time. It is morbid time. I'm sorry. Like my dad wanted to go see it, so I went to go see it with him. Oh, we saw it opening weekend. Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know what a Morbius (laughs) is. Every day I know less what Morbius is. (laughs) Well, he drinks a lot of blood out of little packets. That's a good vampire. I do like that someone put out a thing where like, hey Sony, listen, we were all really busy last weekend. Can you just put it back into theaters one more weekend for us? Thanks. Oh my god. So eventually we come to, I think is probably one of the more iconic scenes from the movie, even though there are lots of them in here. Mm-hmm. This is the scene where they go down into their little like hangout, which is a hotel, I believe, that got like sunk down yeah, into the ground from an yeah. earthquake. But it's a giant Jim Morrison poster on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. There's what is it? That's also a fun fact. Uh there's the the Jim Morrison, then there's an Echo and the Bunny Man poster that's yeah. in there too. Because, because they use the um, cover song from the doors in the movie, so they have both of them there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so they're down there, and then David orders food for the boys, going like, hey, go get oh, something. Yeah. Makes the the comment when they finally bring in the Chinese, where he says something like, do you like rice, Michael? And he says, <laughs> no. And he goes, how can a billion Chinese people be wrong? Oh, yeah. And he, so there's <laughs> eating, like plain white rice. Uh, but then he looks down, and it's maggots, not rice. Maggots, Michael. So he tries to hand him over a box of noodles and says, here, he goes, they're worms. He goes, what are you talking about, Michael? Just noodles. Just noodles. They're only noodles, Michael. Did anybody else do that when they were kids? Go like, hey, look, I'm eating worms. It's worms for sure. It made me think of like the grapes are like a brain on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Or they're like, oh, eyeballs. Yeah. And, like, I Jell-O have a brother until this day will not eat like spaghetti or anything noodle related because as a kid, we would do like the haha, it's worms. Oh, and no. I'm sure it's got to be like a very specific type of fear. Right. Anything that's like a snake or a worm or a noodle or anything terrifies him. Ooh. Oh, no. I bet this movie scares the shit out of him then. <laughs> I'm sure it probably does. <laughs> it's also like a couple times like the maggots and the rice and the noodles and the worms. It like goes back and forth. Yeah, it's like you don't know yeah. what's so real. So it's like, what is the truth? <laughs> what is the truth? That made me excited because I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> So then eventually they start passed around the bottle of wine, which they flat out say, it's blood, Michael. And he's like, yeah, right. To which he dude. drinks it and then automatically spits it out because it's Merlot. I just don't get why Star is like, I can't tell you, Michael. And I'm like, please what? tell him. Star, why can't yeah, like, you tell him? <laughs> like he also, it's like Sam's like, you're a vampire. And then Star's like, I can't tell you what's going on here. <laughs> right? And he's like, no, my little brother figured it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Just, just be also. Why is Laddie here? Like, why is Laddie yeah. a token piece for like no reason until the because end where he, he just he's a child? <laughs> yeah, he's just like on the back of someone's motorcycle. They're like, Laddie, we're going for a ride, and I was like, huh? 
and then didn't have any time to process what was happening. Yeah, like, I almost feel like I wonder if it was like a cut scene or something yeah. they explained him or something, and then just Joel Schumacher was like, "Who fucking cares? Nobody cares. Just keep going with it's it." Like, <laughs> Nobody what, cares, baby. The only explanation I came up with is like uh max ed herman he's really the head vampire sorry spoiler <laughs> he's very invested in like <laughs> the lost boys being a family and having a mother yeah. so i'm like maybe star was supposed to be the mother of the lost boys even though she's their age and so like oh to be a mother you need to have this little kid hanging around to like mother because yeah, yeah. laddie is like star's companion i don't know what they mean by yeah. that i'm like <laughs> why do you need a little boy <laughs> to like keep you company weird but maybe like she was supposed to mother him and that didn't work out. And then they moved on to the yeah, next She was like, mother. sorry, I'm 16, actually. Right. It's just weird. <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? Hey, I got one of these. Holds him up in the scruff of his neck. <laughs> I have in my notes after he drinks the blood. It's this little like, I think it cuts back into cry little sister as he's like leaning yeah. back. And I'm like, that's a vibe. That's me wine drunk. It's the I best. This. Is that also when like Kiefer Sutherland is sitting in this like it looks like a throne and he just looks like yes. the king of this <laughs> underground lair. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it cuts to them on another wild ride where they go up to the train tracks and hang off the bottom of that, doing the move that I always did on the monkey bars where you just hold onto the bars and just hang there and try to see how long you can hold it. <laughs> it would not be long for me. <laughs> I would be a goner. <laughs> oh, yeah. me too. Yeah, I couldn't do one pull up in the fitness testing. Mm-mm. Like humiliating. Yo, I know, <laughs> right? Me and my noodle arms. Watch out, <laughs> noodles. Noodles. <laughs> my worm my arms. Worm arms. <laughs> Eventually, one by one, they drop off of the train tracks into the clouds below, where Michael hears them calling his name. He drops, and we go through like a weird Wizard of Oz transition of him like slowly falling through all the clouds eventually falling onto his bed where his dirty shoes are on his pillow. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Literally. Scariest part of this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> that like falling scene for some reason gave me like, have y'all seen Charlie the Unicorn? Like eight Boy, ago? have I. Where they were, they were like, you're like us. You're like us. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, okay. One mm-hmm. of us. One of us. But Michael's upstairs. We go downstairs where grandpa's trying to get ready for his sick ass hot date sprayed windex on him hell yeah <laughs> yeah he's like what could be aftershave and sam's like huh windex and he's like damn you're right and then he's like grandpa dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> you literally grandpa's getting so much ass in this movie he constantly literally. Has a <laughs> if it were just today he just would have sprayed himself with axe honestly same effect but he's got the this is like the one thing i had not realized until this viewing he's going to see like the widow i can't remember what her last yeah. name was but he's got a stuffed dog that I assume was her <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like a little like Shih Tzu or something that's got this look on its face. Like, why do I exist? Why am I this way? I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> I didn't ask to be stuffed. But he just takes off with this dog that he stuffed. I, again, I don't know if it was he stuffed the dog for the old widow or if it's like, Hey, honey, this is my bouquet to you. This <laughs> dog. He just killed somebody's dog. He's like, I gotta, I gotta take care of something. <laughs> I thought you might like this. So he leaves. It's Michael and Sam alone at the house. We have all the motorcycle lights start beaming into the house. They start <laughs> screaming for Michael. And <laughs> Sam's just like, wow, this is a weird wind pattern we're seeing this evening. <laughs> Literally. It's like a tornado of motorcycles. <laughs> like, so scary. And then there's nobody there. Yeah, there's like a uh, wrong house. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> They ding dong ditch him. <laughs> Keeps telling Sam to go upstairs and take his bath. This so eventually he does it. 
Michael goes to the fridge, oh pulls my out God. a carton of milk and drinks it and drops it on the ground. Milk everywhere. I for- Vampires are severely lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, vitamin D. It's like holy water. He's like, ah. Disgusting. Well, I guess the. Eventually he starts climbing up the steps. Sam is singing. What is he singing? Like, is it Lonely Boy? Is that what it was? He's just having like the most oh, rocking yeah. bath of all time. He's yeah. got so many brushing his hair like. Yeah. The dogs the hanging out with him. The only thing that was missing is like Nanook like barking the song along with yeah. him. Just going like, roo, roo, roo. <laughs> Michael said, go take your bath. And Sam said, bath. <laughs> I'm going to take a capital B bath. Literally. So Michael comes in the room, obviously, I think, trying to feed upon Sam. Nanook goes nutso and jumps on him. Best dog ever. Fuck yeah. Sam comes out downstairs, sees that Michael's hand is bleeding. He's like, what did you do to my dog? And he goes, no, he bit me. And then Nanook's like sitting in the corner like, and I would do it again, too. (laughs) Is this when Sam is straight up like, you're a vampire. Fuck you. I'm so mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because they look in the mirror and he's like, you're a force ghost, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god you're a vampire like this sucks like how did this happen he's just like oh for the yeah. love of god <laughs> he's like these two guys have been telling me to look out for vampires and now i have my to own brother uh, just so pissed yeah he goes he goes you're a goddamn shit sucking vampire yeah. <laughs> and can you imagine if he was <laughs> dysentery immediately oh my god Not a good plan sorry that was a really gross joke. hey no i loved it, had it. To be said. <laughs> My only thing was like when it happened, I was like, "Oh my god, your skin is ice cold." This is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> you don't age. How long have you been seventeen? How long have you been seventeen? A long time. <laughs> but also, like Sam's lead into being like, "Oh shit, you're a vampire." He's like, "You sleep all day," and I'm like, "Yeah, me too, man." But <laughs> am I a vampire? That's offensive to us, us tired people. <laughs> oh. I still drink milk. <laughs> I'm tired and I yeah. hate milk. <laughs> also, he doesn't say you're a vampire. He goes, you're a creature of the night, Michael. Yeah. Everything Sam says is He's genius. so funny. He's hilarious. Oh. Because additionally, what he says is, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. <laughs> I'm telling mom, you're a creature of the night. So then they split off into their bedrooms. Michael's hanging out in his bed. Slowly, he starts to float up to the ceiling. Awesome. As we know, there is no Michael, only Zool. <laughs> realizes that oh shit i'm floating and tries to like scamper around the side of the house to get to sam's window it's so funny he's getting like sucked out the window it's hilarious but it, the look on his face is like ah oh, flying hurts <laughs> everyone's just like exasperated with the vampirism in this movie they're like gee oh, god yeah, like, oh, god this shit ruin everything <laughs> not this again he's just trying to sleep and now i'm floating god damn it but he flies around to the window and starts banging on the window, trying to get Sam to notice him. Sam's on the phone talking to the mom, going like, help, help, he's trying to kill me. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, relate oh, yeah, to she's this. She's on a dinner with Max. Oh, she's on a date? Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah, she's on a yeah, date with she Max. she out to dinner with Max? Mm, yeah, because yeah, she leaves and he like, looks at his watch like, oh, she's taking a long time to come back to dinner. Oh, and then he sees her like running out to her Just car. Yeah. Sprinting. Like, <laughs> but it just reminded me of like, I'm the oldest brother, so I had to babysit my brothers mm-hmm. all the time. So whenever I was like, you need to knock off what you're doing. The first thing they would do is call my parents on the phone and be like, he's trying to kill us. <laughs> oh my God. He's a vampire. <laughs> he's 
He's a goddamn shit sucking vampire. <laughs> Actually. But eventually Sam lets Michael into his bedroom and like saves him from floating away, I guess. <laughs> you imagine? Maybe to the cave. Maybe the caves like come. Oh, it's like sucking him in. in here. <laughs> I don't know. He just like flies up into the stratosphere. <laughs> eventually when mom gets home, they do pick up the milk carton where we see on the back of the milk carton, we have a missing boy. And we know that boy. We know that boy. That boy is Laddie. Classic Laddie. Also, like, she's right to be angry, but Diane Weist is furious when she gets home. She's like, you ruined my date and you spilled milk on my kitchen floor. <laughs> yeah. And the fridge is fucking open. Fridge open. Yeah, yeah. She just thinks they're fucking with her, which is fair to assume right. it makes sense. that vampires aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> she was, like when she gets home she's like sam oh my god like what was wrong and he was like oh, oh i read a really scary comic book everything's yes, fine that's right she's like you called the restaurant and well he didn't call the restaurant can you imagine <laughs> hello <laughs> get my mother get on my the mother on the right line now. my brother's trying to kill me my brother is floating away into the night sky please get my mom <laughs> we cut to the scene it's michael he goes back to the lost boys lair where he meets up with star asking like what happened to me star and she just keeps saying I can't. I can't tell you. Why? Like, why? Literally, why? The Frog Brothers are about to in like five seconds. So yeah, <laughs> might as well. There must be some contract or something. Like I'm, I'm yeah. just convinced that like there's like a contract where if she says something, she'll like explode or something. I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> they like put a micro. They like, microchipped her. Yo. But the reason they couldn't, she couldn't tell them, is because she had to get jiggy with him. Oh yeah. And do they ever? Yeah, it's nice, but like. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Which my other thing is too is that they're boning it out while Vladdy's like hanging out in the corner for real. But the sex must be awesome because it turns into the opening of the never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's just like what a crazy time to pipe in Cry Little Sister again. Yeah. Every time the needle drops <laughs> on Cry Little Sister, it's exquisite. I'm sure that's got to be a drinking game somewhere. Drink every time you hear Cry Little Sister. Oh yeah. Because it's got to be in this movie at least like six times. That's like, I was sending Tara voice memos throughout of just like jokes and funny things I was saying. And like nine out of 10 times, Cry Little Sister would be blasting in the background (laughs) while I was talking to her. (laughs) I don't know what my note, yeah, grandpa means, but yes, yeah, grandpa. It's usually yeah, grandpa. Because you know why? I know what you're going to say because I also wrote (laughs) something about it. I also want to say Michael was 100% on the vision board for Billy Hargrove and Stranger Things. Like carbon copy. <laughs> the same at I, anyway so michael then goes home i guess after everything and grandpa goes looks like i wasn't the only one to get lucky last oh, night oh that's what it was yeah grandpa grandpa's getting ass i out loud went grandpa <laughs> and alone in my apartment yeah and this is the scene that aaron's talking about the scary little people in Corey Ames' shirt go off like the shrek yeah shrek shrek's on that shirt i'm so mad i didn't notice that I know. I'm I'm racking my brain now. But then we have that they're gonna they're taking off. Lucy wants to. I think it's a bottle of wine. She wants to leave at Max's house. It's like an apologize for like standing him up. Oh yeah. We have Corey, Haim, Sam. He's looking at the comic book about hounds of hell. They get to the premises and he's got this dog. I think it's a white lab. Is what it like was. Like Thorn. Yeah, Thorn. That she walks up. She's like, "Hey, Thorn," and Thorn tries to fucking rip her throat out. Like so much. It's wild. She like. She's like, she jumps over the fence. And he like bites at her skirt and rips it. Yeah. And like the dog like like bites through the wood. Yes, like, you're right. Like, wow. God bless her, but they also made her into like a oh, you know, it tried to kill me, but it's 
it's really okay. Yeah. It's no yeah. Deal. She's very <laughs> She's very peg bogs. It's very like, oh, there's a young man with scissors on his hands in my house in my daughter's bed. I'm going to adopt him, actually. <laughs> I-, I have many questions about this Hounds of Hell premises they bring up mm-hmm. for this is, yeah. Like, well, the one thing I'm like, oh, if they watch over you while you're sleeping and stuff, are our cats not our hounds of hell? They really, they play it fast and loose with hey. vampire rules. <laughs> well, it's yeah. it's that too. I'm like, if you're a vampire in a big city and you can't have a pet in your apartment, yeah. what do you have for a hound of hell? Or <laughs> some apartments will let you have a dog, but it has to be under a certain size. So somewhere out there, a vampire is like chilling out in his apartment, his hound of hell is this little chihuahua. Honestly, yeah, like, this is my hamster. He watches yes, I was me just when I say, sleep. I was just imagining a hamster being like, uh, a chihuahua would be a pretty good, they're pretty yappy. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. They'll fuck your shit up. I was just imagining Nandor from what we do in the shadows with a turtle being like, <laughs> my hound. This is Sergey. Like, this is my <laughs> hound of hell. I can't do his accent. So eventually they think that Max is our head vampire. He's talking to the Frog Brothers. Mom is bringing him over for supper that evening. So they're going to come along too. Because as you do, just, hey, mom, we're here with my new buddies for your romantic evening. Weird. Yeah. Crashing the date. But- and she's also like, you didn't tell me you were going to have company. And he's like, he introduces the company when it's far too, like Max is already there. It's not like she yeah. can be like, get these kids out of here. So she really has to roll with it. Also should be pointed out when Max shows up to the house, Michael answers the door. And he says, you're the man of the house. I'm going to, I won't come in until you invite me. It's in. like, come on, people. Which he does. Oh. And then comes in and grandpa is hiding out in his room of death. And every time we see Grandpa in the sequence that when Max is in the household, it's just this look on his face of like, he knows. He knows the truth. Yeah, totally. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Because he's a vampire too. Anyway. <laughs> they're at they're having supper and then Lucy makes a comment about like someone's got bad breath. And they're looking around and then the camera turns back and Nanook is just right in her face. And she's like, Nanook, you shouldn't be on the table. And the soundtrack might as well. A bit like whackity schmackity do <laughs> like a slide whistle yeah, like, <laughs> so then what we have going on here is the frog brothers along with sam they're trying to do everything they can to try to prove that max is a vampire and the one comment i can see is that they're scooping up the parmesan that's all this garlic and i'm yes. like oh look that's the amount of garlic i put in my food honestly <laughs> it seems delicious <laughs> Yeah, I know. Once he shovels all this garlic in his mouth and he's like choking and Corey Haim is like, I bet you hate garlic. And he's like, no, I like garlic. This is just so much <laughs> fucking garlic. <laughs> well, then they dump water on him. Yeah. He's like, here, drink some water. It's so <laughs> like, funny. I love this scene. You could have been so much. It would have been so easy to be like, here, water. Uh, but he went here, drink some water. Bah! Like he slushes him like, glee. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Right in the crotch, too. So much fucking holy water. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to melt this man's Which, dick right where, off. <laughs> where did they get this much holy water? Where did they get it? Do we see them get it? Well, if we see yes, this, yes, if we go do. off the scene that happens later on in the movie, That's it's right. easy to get holy water. They just get like canteens from the church. Yeah. You, you got to crash a communion. You're good. <laughs> they walked in, they blessed themselves, and then they like, <laughs> just grab some water. It's a church. What are you going to do? <laughs> Kick me out? <laughs> literally after this is all over max makes the statement of like i know what's going on here listen sam i'm not gonna replace your dad and i don't want to either because you brought Corey feldman in this house yeah. i just want to <laughs> fuck your mom sam <laughs> you're like relax i hate commitment don't worry <laughs> your mom's actually super weird so <laughs> 
Max leaves. We cut back to Michael. He's with the boys. They're at a bonfire, just hanging with the boys. And those bonfire dudes sure are listening to Walk This Way and being very drunk. (laughs) Ideal Saturday night. Honestly, yeah. And this is where we get the first look of the vamp out that has become kind of like synonymous with vampires after this point when this movie came out. Yeah. In the shadows, Keeper Southern leans in. He's got the big bulbous head, the high cheekbones. Like the red mm. eyes. It's awesome. Oh, and this is when they want, or at least David really wants Michael to kill someone because yeah. Michael's still a half yeah, vampire because yeah. he hasn't killed anyone. So they want him to mm-hmm. flip the switch and go all the way. So they're really trying to entice him with these bikers at this bonfire. And this is like the first big gore fest too. Like yeah. people are getting scalped. Go the fuck to town. Yeah. And it's all really quick. It's like, not to be this way, but we had to talk about Willy Wonka and that scary- yeah flashes of and it's really like that it's just like every time you blink something new and horrible is happening it's really <laughs> disturbing i was very excited i was like scariest moment and then i was like oh. <laughs> wrong podcast have, haven't gone to this point on it yet but like did anybody else or is it just me because i'm a huge like bill and ted fan every time something happens with alex winter i'm just like see you later dudes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely on the bill and ted i like just found i used to like follow somebody on instagram um and then i like lo- i don't i unfollowed them or lost track of them i don't know what the hell happened but they just popped up in my feed and they're like i just got these bill and ted dolls because they love bill and ted and i was like <laughs> in the movie <laughs> i was like that's where i know that guy from he's a lost boy like they appeared out of like almost nowhere i was like that's god baby that's, that's <laughs> alex winter baby <laughs> exactly we have the sequence where they finally talk about you'll never grow old michael just like the lost boys there we go hey and then they make a big statement about like oh it turns out that wine was blood and i'm like they told you (laughs) it was blood this is blood drink it and he's like that was blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally but star comes over and she's talking about like you need to save us michael if you make your first kill you'll turn into a full vampire they, the reason that you're here, blah, 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 telling them all about the lore of vampire. And Sam makes a statement about like, oh, no, it's a hotel for vampires, like a Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. So then what they're going to do is they're going to go in during the daytime with the Frog Brothers, climb down into the, this Hotel Transylvania to kill them. And my statement about this is they are loud as shit during this entire sequence wrap my head around it they're down there like screaming like we found one and i'm like they're all asleep (laughs) shut the fuck up if you're trying to scream you're not doing a good job well that and i love how towards the end of this whole like kerfuffle they end up in they're like we didn't expect him to wake up. I'm like, I don't know. If you fucking shoved a huge stick through my back, I would also wake up, wake up. Wake up a little bit. You could have tried tiptoeing. You could have whispered. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Speaking of huge sticks, though, I don't know if this is, I don't know exactly when this happens, but we see grandpa's like building a fence. Cause why not? Grandpa's doing a bunch of shit all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we get Chekhov's very, very, very large pointy yes. stick. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in handy later, I think. Well, while they're, they're down there, Michael goes over to pick up Star and Laddie to try to get him out of there. He comes yeah, over she's to also asleep. Yeah, he tries to pick her up and she goes like, uh, <laughs> take Laddie. Just give me five more minutes, mom. Dead asleep. Literally. Bitch, we need to go. Where's the urgency? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of there. While this is happening, we have the Frog Brothers. We have Sam. They're crawling through this little tunnelway trying to find the vampires. This is where they find them all hanging upside down. Little bats. So they come up there. This is where they stab Alex Winter through the back, killing him. Sad. All the vampires wake up. Again, loud as shit. Yeah. 
Also, he like explodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. When the yes. vampires die, they explode. Which is lore. They die so big and so crazy. I'd have to check on this. I could have swore I saw an interview at one point where Alex Winter was talking about this movie. The sequence where they do stab him and he falls to the ground and they're all like shuffling around. I cannot find a copy of this, but I I swear to God, I saw something where he said they kicked up dirt into his eyes. So they had to send him to the hospital. I've heard, I believe I've heard it. that too. I don't know where, but I've heard that. But they're trying to get out of there. Michael's got a hold of Sam. They pull him into the sunlight. He backs off and he has one tear go down his face. It's beautiful. Yeah. That was something I read on the IMDb trivia was because of like the vampire contacts when he looked into the sun just immediately made him start to cry. And they were like, that's perfect. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He also like it's like one hand goes into the sunlight and immediately bursts into flames. Burst into and I was flame. like John Pruitt, John Pruitt, John Very Pruitt. Very midnight mass of him. It's just like fun to like track because like it's like, anytime there's any vampire movie, it's like okay, what are they yeah. using? Do they sparkle? What's up with garlic? Like they do right. come out of this cave covered in glitter though. So I'm like, did this movie invent <laughs> sparkling vampires? <laughs> There was it real confetti have. inside of Marco. They were so glittery. I don't remember who said it, but it was something where they said that the blood they used in the movie, they did put glitter in there so that it looked different. It had a different shine to it. So it stood out more. That makes so much That's sense because cool they hell. come out so cool. shiny. The single tear that is shed, like, honestly, it hits me in a weird emotional way. Like, and I don't know why, no, but it like right. makes me really sad. Well, because like that combines it's like his limits, with, like, the expression on his face. He looks like so pained and like longing. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is he crying because Marco is dead, or is he crying because he burned his hand up? <laughs> I think he's hurt. <laughs> or is he hurt because Michael betrayed him? There's a right. lot going on there. Ooh. And oh also just God. like he can't go into the sun anymore. Like that's probably sad. Like that's you know, yeah. Like you want to be a person still, probably. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to escape. I think one of the frog brothers says they opened their eyes and talked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're like, we unraveled in front of the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a song. I'm so sorry. Like, I need to bring this up. At one point, one of the frog brothers goes. What does he say? He goes, ghouls and werewolves occupy high positions at City Hall. Like, they're always just saying crazy shit. They say the most incredible things. I love them. But they're crushed that this didn't go well. Yeah, yeah they're like, I can't even believe that they woke up. And they're so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. And they've got another note that says, Grandpa knows real life lessons. And I don't know what that's supposed to he mean really, either. The flies but, um, comment or something? Because I have something comment? about the flies comment. I I have a different one, but it's not. You go first. I don't know what I'm... Okay, continue. No, no. I think just because, like, they drive home and he goes, Grandpa goes, Michael, do you know the rule about filling up the car with gas when oh, you take that's it without what it asking? Is, yeah. And Michael goes, no. And he goes, well, now you do. Now you do. <laughs> that's so the real good. life lesson. And then they go back to the video store. And my comment is, I, I didn't notice it the first time. They have all this weird plexiglass, like stained glass that's hanging yeah, around the store. Like hanging down. I don't know what it is, but I dig it. Yeah. I think they go they go to talk to mom because they're like... He's trying to tell them about the vampires. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's like, there's vampires. And she's like, shut the fuck up. I have a date. <laughs> <laughs> trying to court a man. She, I think she literally does say, you're not going to ruin this for me. Like, she's so over it. <laughs> she's over the vampires. And then we get the mon like the Home Alone montage of them trying to rig up the house ready for the vampires. One, I didn't know you could buy garlic in like a bundle like that. So much fucking garlic. Like, like the, the big... It's yeah, like it's a, like a like giant a like bag, potato right? bag where he's like, die vampires! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like smashing all the garlic yeah, up. Yeah, they're smashing it all up. And they take the holy water and the canteens yeah, yeah. from the baptism and they're like... Is this when they fill the bathtub up with it? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Which tells me they had to like make multiple trips to the church. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, yeah. They had like four kids. Like, was there no adult in that church that was like, hey, these kids have been here four times today <laughs> scooping up holy water? They came in during a baptism. <laughs> Come on. They were like, move your baby. <laughs> we need this more than you Literally. do. <laughs> Aaron pointed this out. We get to the scene where they're hanging upside down. They wake up and they're flying out of the hotel underground as the camera pulls backwards. The water is flowing in reverse. Oh, shit. Oh. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's, That's awesome. Hilarious. And this is where we get to the climax of the movie. They're waiting for all the lost boys to come in. They're hunkering down and then they realize, oh, shit. We left the real star of the movie, Nanook, tied outside. Yeah. I was like, wait, he's going to be a hellhound if you don't go out there. And I wrote that down and I hit play and they were like, Nanook's outside. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Don't these kids carry a pocket knife? This whole time I'm watching them struggle and I'm like, does anyone have like a sharp object? They can't untie a goddamn knot. They would have had like a switchblade or something. Yeah, come on. Literally. Like Michael is like, I mean, I guess he's weak because he's only a half vampire. He's like always falling over and shit. But like nobody can untie a knot. (laughs) Come on. We got like five kids in here. (laughs) Nobody went to Boy Scout camp. Set it up. It's like, it's almost like it's a haunted house for the vampires who are invading the home. Like shit's just popping out of places. (laughs) They really rigged it up. (laughs) And they fill the water guns with garlic holy water. Incredible. They really double down. They're like, okay, we're going to put garlic. It's like garlic infused holy water. They're like covering all Literally. our bases. I am so into the the like it. What is it? It and then the shining like situation that occurs in a few moments. You know what I mean? Like in the bathroom. And oh, the yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, vampires break so into the house. They're like swapping people into different rooms to battle their little like vampire at the scene. The Frog Brothers are dealing with a vampire. They open up the bathtub where it's got all the, the garlic like bobbing around. They're like bobbing for apples. And he's like, garlic doesn't work. And they're like, try holy water. And they like sm- splash the water on his face. And then Nanook comes in and saves the day. Drop kicks him into the bathtub. <laughs> and he's sizzling. Incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, I remember I was talking to Tara and I was like, I think this movie's rated like PG. No, it's a hard R. It's really gory. <laughs> The only thing I can make about that is someone had to have picked up that dog and threw it at the ass. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just launch Because like all of a sudden the dog is like not only off the ground but fully sideways. <laughs> like how did, did he have a springboard? <laughs> but he falls in the bathtub and this is the point where I'm like, man, your septic system sucks. Fucked, dude. <laughs> Cause like it seems like the vampires are just all blood, like no bones, no nothing, and they're just like they're just fully... goo. Yeah, yeah, because it overwhelms the whole like the whole sewer system. Ugh. Pipes are just gushing blood. It's like Evil Dead in here. I, I have a feeling. Is it what we do in the shadows? The TV show they talk about like it's easy to like stab a vampire in the chest because they're just like goo in that one spot. That sounds right. Maybe probably. That sounds yeah. something like Guillermo is like, talking about yep. it. But yeah, the septic system like backs up and blood starts spraying. And every every orifice <laughs> in the goddamn house. Drenched. It's very Beverly's blood sink. Yes, yes. From from it or the elevator from the shining. <laughs> we have the. That's why I screamed because I totally exactly right. The Frog Brothers are hiding out in a room. They're talking about we got to find Laddie. We got to kill him. Laddie bursts out of the bed and starts screaming and clawing My at God. him. And then stars like he's just a child. He's just a child. It's like, yeah, but look at him. We barely know anything about this kid. This kid could be like a thousand fucking years old. Yeah, she's like, he's just a baby. And he's behind her going like, he's so scary. (laughs) Sam's downstairs battling one of the vampires and he has a bow and arrow, shoots the vampire. He gets back up. He's like, you missed. 
and the vampire gives him time to like restring the bow and shoot another arrow at it. That's what you get for being cocky. That's Dwayne. Dwayne. The death by stereo. Yeah, death by stereo. So zappy. It's awesome. Like an arrow like nabs, it like nails him back into the system and he gets so electrocuted. But then we have, it's finally Michael and David fighting where David's like, swooping around the house and just coming by and like slapping him across the face it's very like the baseball scene from twilight just them like colliding oh my god it's awesome screams you want to make me a killer slap i love (laughs) he takes a swift kick to the face and he just stands there and takes it and i'm like does you know you can fight (laughs) they have a very homoerotic like pushing for real argument Oh, it's, it's that, very it's that tender. gay gaze that Joel Schumacher brought to it's the movie. It's awesome. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. But they're floating in the air. They're trying to stab each other. Eventually, Michael gets the upper hand and he slams David onto like an antelope or something. Some I don't know. It's not a antlers. deer. No, they're like antelope antlers because they're just two straight yeah. prongs. Yeah. Pins them on there. And then we find out the vampire was Kiefer Sutherland all along. Not only that, apparently transformed back into a human, you get clean shaven. Yeah. 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 Die pretty. <laughs> The thing that that did for me, though, was I was like, oh, God, he's just a boy, you know, because you told me he was 17. I was like, shut up. No, he's not. But then it was like he's all clean shaven and like he yeah. turns on, which like, yeah. why? Le- like, logistically, why? <laughs> However, I was like, oh, no, only a kid. Yeah. Oh, no, sad. You know what I it mean? Is sad. Yeah. Then we have mom is showing back up with Max because while they're at dinner, she's like, oh, the boys tried to tell me something weird, but they seemed very sincere about vampires. Right. So they're coming back to the household. My favorite comment is that I think it's Sam goes, oh, uh, make sure mom doesn't see any of the dead bodies. I'm like, how? <laughs> you ha- your septic tank erupted in blood around the entire fucking house. Yeah, she walks in and she's like, holy shit. And now like Michael's like hiding around the corner too, because I think they thought that Kiefer Sutherland was the head vampire. It's like, oh, yes. we killed him. Yeah. Michael and Star will go back to normal. But Michael's still all vamped out. So like, oh shit. Yeah, he's full vamped out too. Right. And like that didn't I work. actually thought I thought that meant like he, I had this thing. I don't know. I got convinced because they take a while, a little while to resolve it because uh, they're like, there must be another one. And I'm like, what if you, when you kill the head vampire, you because. become the head vampire? Whoa. And I was like, oh, no. And then that wasn't what happened. <laughs> but still cool, though. Still cool. I want like an alternate cut with that because that would have been so cool. Yeah. It just reminds me of the Simpsons episode where they're spoofing the vampire. They're like, you have to kill the head vampire. They're like, you're the head vampire. Marge goes. I'm the head vampire. And she like cackles. <laughs> but we have finally Lucy and Max comes in. Max walks over to David, like gently puts his hand on his cheek. Like, oh, look what they've done to my boy. And he finally comes out. And he reveals that he's the head vampire all along. Because he goes, this is all my fault. David and my boys misbehaved. But I told you, boys need a mother. It's a really good reveal. I love it. It's so good. It is. Because he's so calm. Like, this is all my fault. And you're like, huh? Right. Like, even knowing. These are my vampire babies. Yeah, yeah. Even knowing it was coming, it's still so exciting. I think it's also interesting. Greg Cannon and V. Neal, who did the makeup effects for this movie, they specifically said they wanted to keep the vampires horrifying, but sexy. Right. And I feel were. like Max, they didn't, he just went like, nope, full monster. On him. Yeah. Max, they were like, he's gross. We don't like him. Did, the, did his head shape change? I feel like everything yeah. changed on him. I, like, okay. Because here's the tea. I was like, this man's pretty good looking. And then he like walks in in this one, like, I don't know, POV. And it looks like he has like dome head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's. I'm like no shade to people who have heart shaped dome heads, but like that was not a look for him that I was like, oh, so 
now he can die, I guess. Because <laughs> what have they done to my boy? I know. <laughs> They massacred my boy. <laughs> they made his head look silly. I think he's got Michael by the throat at this point. Mm-hmm. He's threatening to kill one of the boys. Yeah. And then Lucy's like, he's like, come to the dark side, Lucy. She comes in when all of a sudden grandpa slams the truck through the house, <laughs> spearing Max with one of those fence posts, driving him into the fireplace where he explodes. <laughs> Amazing. Boom. Amazing. I can totally see where that theory you're talking about comes in, though, because I'll admit, even I'd seen this before. I was watching it. I was like, Grandpa, uh, why aren't you saying anything? I was like, oh, shit. Grandpa's a vampire. It's incredibly. Yeah, he's so nonchalant. It was like the atmosphere. He's like, Grandpa, you need to fucking say something before I start assuming. Yeah. Grandpa gets out of the truck. They're doing all this like emotional like hugs and stuff. And he just kind of like pays no attention to him. And she's like, Dad. And he goes over to the fridge, takes out one of his beers. And he says, well, that's the thing I never could like. What was that? I could never come to grass. Yeah, <laughs> with Santa Carla, too many damn vampires. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Movie's <Grandpa>. over. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. Oh, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> And they play Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Oh, it's the best end credits Come ever. Yeah. I love it. A couple fun facts we didn't touch base on when we were talking about the movie. This is the first movie that has the Corys in it. Mm, yeah. There was a big thing throughout the 80s where like, oh, put both the Corys in the same movie. And this is the first one they did it. And they were they were lifelong friends up to the point where, where Corey Haim eventually died. If you go to Santa Cruz or, yeah, if you go down to the beach down there, they show the movie every single summer so you can watch the movie on the beach. Yeah, like on the boardwalk. Cool. It's so immersive. Yeah. I've never done it, but. That's really cool. A lot of the people on the boardwalk are just locals. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> Even that girl on the carousel that they ripped off that horse. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about the carousel, like. The boyfriend gets all mad, and he's right. You can't just walk up to a woman and kiss her out of nowhere. Good point. Good point. <laughs> like, I know they're kind of being like, oh, she was into it, but I'm like, hold on. <laughs> pump, the brakes, pump the brakes. Not really like a fun fact for this movie, but a fun fact for another movie. If you've ever seen the movie Us, this movie is talked about throughout there. Like, I think in the beginning of the movie during the, like, flashback sequence, one of them makes a comment about, like, hey, I think they're filming a movie over there. <sighs> Oh, filmed, it's the same boardwalk that they filmed it on, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's so cool. Uh, good. It's a good movie location. Yeah, it's really cool. The reason Joel Schumacher said he wanted to do this movie is because vampires are hot. And he was right. He's so right. <laughs> he put, the, I, yeah. This movie is such a zeitgeist. I don't know if I'm using that word I think right, you are. Because like, it's like, this is the movie that made vampires hot and not as old. Ooh. Yeah. Good point. But not legal. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah, no. They're underage, actually. <laughs> So is Edward Cullen, technically. You make a great point. Oh 17. <laughs> He's also like a million. But What's that all about? <laughs> you know. Stephanie, explain. <laughs> Joel, I won't, I don't, Joel doesn't have to explain, but Stephanie Meyer has to explain. Right. That's my uh, double standard. Stephanie Happy Meyer Pride. Explain her last book because. She has a lot. Stephanie Meyer has to explain a lot of <laughs> bullshit. She's got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, she really does. There was a makeup fact that I found about this movie. I've never heard of this before. They did live casts on all the actors who are the vampires, but they did it with their eyes open. I read that. That's got to that be illegal. Horrifying that's like a lawsuit. I would hate that. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Jim Carrey torture training <laughs> nonsense. That's I don't, insane. It make, I guess it makes sense to me because you close your eyes, the structure of your forehead changes. So if you have your eyes open in the character, oh, you yeah, want to try to do the... it that way. But at the same that's time, crazy. I'm like, that sounds horrifying. No way you yeah, get away you with that today. That. Yeah. Do they that have like beach like tanning? Some, we're going to put some wood paint on those contacts before you put them in <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit. Oh, God. I don't know. It was just something where I think it was Greg Cannon said that like, 
he had learned the technique from oh, I'm drawing a blank on the makeup artist name, like big time famous one. But he he learned the technique from him, and he it's something where I think we put the live cast. You basically are putting like two coins or something on the person's eyes uh, while their eyes are open uh, or something, so you can just build the life cast around their eyes. I no. hate mm. that. Do you want a, a slightly less bodily, <laughs> terrible fun <laughs> yeah. fact? Nanook's name, the dog actor's name is Cody, oh. and Thorn, the dog actor's name is Folsom. And I like oh, that. That's a really I fun like Johnny fact. Cash. Isn't that cute? I'm Love sorry. That. I feel like that sounded really pat. Yeah, I was, it's not a fun fact. I didn't do any work. It was just there. <laughs> I love. I also it. feel like that sounded really passive aggressive, and I'm sorry. <laughs> what? No. no, I was like, well, do you want an actual fun fact? <laughs> That's okay. I the like. Dogs it. had actual names. <laughs> Yeah, did you know that dogs have names? I love when the animals are included in the credits, though. I yeah, love that yeah. shit. Or it'll be like, like Rocky as himself. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll be like, they'll be like, Fido is played by Sparky, <laughs> and I'm like, damn right. Nanook was paid more than Dan Weiss. Probably. Fucking probably, yeah. They're boy dogs. That's true. They did their own stunts. Double standard knowledge. I guess the original script for this movie was very, very heavy-handed. In Peter Pan lore, mm, where it was sense. just basically going to be oh, Peter shit. Pan's a vampire. <laughs> That's why, like, the dog is Nanook because the dog in Peter Pan is like Nina or something oh. like that. Oh, dude, I don't even know yeah. that. That's crazy. Oh, Nana or Nana. That's what it was. Yeah, I think I'm not yeah. up on my Peter Pan lore. They were going to try to do a sequel to this movie called The Lost Girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But they did do like two sequels, didn't with Corey Feldman? Yeah, like several years later. I, I, I do not. Nope, they don't. Oh, exist. you're right. You're right. That didn't <laughs> yeah, happen. that's what you're talking about. <laughs> that actually did not happen. Did not happen. I made that up. Yeah, that was a joke. I pranked you. That was a prank. Yeah, actually, I made those two movies and released them as a prank, and then I took. And them it away. worked. And what a prank it Got was. Got him. Gotcha. I, I think what the the concept of it was they were going to try to have is that David did not die when he was stabbed because he got stabbed in the back. And he doesn't melt or explode That's like true. the other vampires. Yeah, he's You're going to be like, oh, he's asleep. playing dead or something. Didn't oh. they get like Kiefer Sutherland's half brother to be in one of the movies to like try yeah, to yeah, yeah. make it I think the same. third one. Oh, man. Then I think the second one does have Corey Haim in it, too. That, yeah, I think that, yeah, that I makes think sense. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> that scans. And that's about it for big time fun facts that I found that we, unless we brought them up during the actual just conversation. It's a fun movie doing the Aaron's favorite thing for this how much do you think it cost to make the lost boys in 1987 i feel like not a lot i'm gonna wager a guess and say at least more than 15 u.s american dollars that's a good guess (laughs) (laughs) i think like because i'm trying to think in terms of like the 80s were they would this movie it wouldn't have been a million Mm, i'm so well they always had like looking at two it's multiple locations they did film on the boardwalks they probably had to shut down the boardwalks sometimes that's true but it also is a very effects heavy movie yeah it broke a million i'll say a million what the heck million Tara, yeah. you have a guess uh fuck it i'm gonna say three million three aaron i was gonna say i'll say Guys. seven Shit. i don't seven. know <laughs> well if we are playing the prices right aaron is correct it. it is 8.5 million dollars wow. i don't know money wow. <laughs> me neither and this is a little intriguing to me because how much do you think it made at the box office I would guess box office, not a lot, but like now it's made a lot. Yeah. yeah. The box office probably didn't do too well because people, oh, I think historically people didn't like this movie when it came out. They thought it was weird, which fair. Accurate. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> I'm going to say 280,000. 280,000. Okay. Riley. Like I have to go big. 
I'll say 1.2 mil. I have to go big because I was too low last time. Yeah, I went so low. Why did I do that? I'm going to say $800,000. $800,000. And Aaron, you said 1.2? Yeah, I did. Again, going off of prices Right rules, Aaron is the winner. It is $32 million. What? (laughs) Whoa. Oh, well, I guess if you don't know, something's going to be bad. So I think it did decent at the box office, but the thing that really helps it out is video rentals. Like they they never figure in like how much money it made off of video rentals. And to be fair, I don't know how you do that. Right. But like, it was especially like, I remember in the early nineties still going to video stores and haven't let the big poster from the Lost Boys. That makes sense. God damn it. (laughs) All the gay freaks were like this one, this (laughs) one. (laughs) I say that as someone who's wearing a pride ring. I Happy pride. <laughs> I wore this to school. I'm so badass. I work at a Catholic school and they're a little <laughs> nice. So I was like, ha, 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 go on. Last year, the nuns sent out an email and they were like, don't put rainbows in your classroom. We're sad for Jesus. Oh, and I was like, hey, did you know that this is an elementary school and every single day of every single school year, there, there are, are rainbows. rainbows in every classroom? Did you know that? <laughs> did you know anyway. that rainbows? aren't just pride but also <laughs> yeah. like five-year-olds like them <laughs> but also i am gonna put pride stickers on my laptop yeah. <laughs> yeah. this rainbow's just a rainbow this rainbow is gay they are both in my classroom yeah. <laughs> they they are both accurate <laughs> there are two wolves inside of you one is just a rainbow the same picture <laughs> yeah it's the same picture <laughs> so let's go to the last segment we do here which is rating the lost boys how do you want to rate the lost boys out of five five what saxophones you're right that's a good one that's absolutely correct so go down the line here riley how many saxophones do you give the lost boys i give it four and a half saxophones i love the lost boys dara i give it five i'm so easy no i'm gonna give it five too (laughs) i'm gonna give it a one it's been a really rough ride no it's a five I decided just now during this very podcast that actually I hate this movie. <laughs> so uh, surprise. Uh, that has happened before. That's fair. And talking about something certainly gives you a new perspective. Oh, no. Well, we like, to record cat people so many times. Months back, we saw Scary Movie for the Scream Month stuff. Oh, I was like, I also listen to that. Scary Movie is uh, not right. Really like, uh, right. Movies don't need to be revisited. Sometimes it's better that yeah. way. Or was it another one? I think Lake Placid was another one where I was like, eh, oh, man. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. That was not as it. good as I remember. Yeah, I hate when that it's happens. It's actually like way less good mm-hmm. than I remember. That's the Lost Boys is a movie. Every time I watch it, I rate it higher on Letterboxd. It just gets better every time. Yes. That was, there was a period of time where my mom wanted to show me all these movies from her childhood because I was like finally 13. I was like, Mom, I want to watch dramas because I was too scared <laughs> to tell her I wanted to watch romance movies. So I was like, I want to watch a drama. And she was like, what about a separate piece? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then she would like pick movies and we'd be watching them. And she was like, I remembered this being a lot more fun. <laughs> that can happen. That is the end of this week's episode where we watched The Lost Ooh. Boys. So Riley, Tara, tell us about yourselves. What's your podcast? We have a podcast. It's called The Fright of Your Life. Comes out Darn weekly right. on Wednesdays. We go over the Bravo TV Network's 100 Scariest Movie Moments of All Time special. Very formative for me as a child. <laughs> formative viewing. Very formative for me right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we go down that list. We watch all the movies. I make Tara guess what the scariest moment was. I'm always wrong. <laughs> Almost every single every time. time. You were just right recently, remember? I was. So, hey, it's a game. It's fun. And we talk about mostly horror movies. Some of them not horror movies at all. We did yeah. Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's really a grab bag. <laughs> I guess to be fair, it's scariest moments, not scariest moments in horror movies. Yeah, true. exactly. 
Sometimes the scariest moment is that the movie exists. That's a really good point. <laughs> we got a rough one coming Fair up. Point. Look forward to that. So I guess for this, if, if you were going to do, if you're going to insert the Lost Boys into that list, what's the scariest scene from this? I feel like it's got to be the bonfire massacre yes. scene. Because like, that's, you I see wrote a down. brain. It's crazy. It's nuts. That's when I was like, I was so wrong thinking this movie was PG. <laughs> I got really because that's like I don't always like sometimes I'll be like oh objectively that's scary but I'm so like into and I take notes and whatever but during the bonfire scene I was like <laughs> it feels bad like, I got really freaked out I was like this should be high like this is scary yeah. I don't like it <laughs> but I like it so much good deal so where can they find your podcast where can they follow you guys oh my god I froze up I panicked okay. um <laughs> so we're at um you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at fright your life and if you want to follow me and Riley, you can follow us at Tara Elwood and at Riley Cassidy one on Twitter. We're so funny. We are so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being stuff. on the show. Thank you so much for, having, you for having us. us. This was so yeah, fun. No, it was this awesome. Was thank you guys fun. for always being so supportive. It really, it means yes, a lot to you us. You guys are the best. Mm-hmm. Well, same to you guys. We yeah. love you. We love you guys. So happy to be here. But that is this week's episode of it came from the Midwest, a horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. And Erin. And we'd like you to, to have, have a, a safe, safe drive, drive home. home. I don't know if that linked up, but <laughs> there you go. Good on my end. <laughs> it did to me too. Eee! Yay! Yay! And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of It Came from the Midwest, a horror movie podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handle at ICFTM Podcast. It Came from the Midwest is written, edited, and produced by Andrew Halsey and Aaron Smith.